0: Hi folks, welcome to the Friday episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast for Game Week 31, which is now powered by Fantasy Football Scout. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General, hitting the record button on Friday afternoon, just as the last few presses are finishing up. The FPL deadline this week is Saturday, 11am UK time, 90 minutes before the early kickoff, which is Aston Villa versus Newcastle. On today's episode, I'll round up the pressers, answer 10 questions from Twitter, discuss captaincy, and talk you through my transfer plans for the weekend. The usual A to Z of Teen News first stop is Arsenal. Eddie Nketiah is now fit again, but William Saliba is not ready. At Aston Villa, not much change. Cash, Kamara, Coutinho and Leon Bailey are ruled out of gaming 31 At Bournemouth, Gary O'Neill is hoping to have Senesi available, but Hamid Traore has been ruled out. At Brentford's, Pontus Janssen is unlikely to feature again this season. And I've just seen on Twitter, he's joining Malmo next season. Onyeka is fit for Brentford. Nothing of note from De Zerbi at Brighton. Chelsea's an interesting one this week after the defeats to Wolves and Real Madrid. Seen a few tweets flying around. Now, there's nothing concrete in these, but there seems to be quite a few suggestions that there could be a few changes. I've seen a few tweets which suggest Mendy could come in for Kepa. So keep that in mind if you've got Kepa. And another goalkeeper who doesn't play. It might be a game week to make a goalkeeper switch. Bailey got injured in the Champions League. He's out for a few weeks. And again, just seen another tweet pop up. Not from an account I'm familiar with. But it said, Lampard said there's going to be an opportunity tomorrow for people who didn't play against Real Madrid and Wolves. So... Let's see. Very interested to see what kind of lineup Lampard puts out. But it sounds like there could be changes across the team. Crystal Palace, Odson Edward is fit. That's a bit of a surprise. Looked like he was going to be out for a few weeks with a potential knee injury. Good news for Palace that he is back on the score sheet in the most recent game week. At Everton, Seamus Coleman has been ruled out for the weekend. There's no new issues at Fulham, nothing of note at Leeds either. At Leicester City, Harvey Barnes is injured. Ricardo Pereira is also out, but there's good news that Tielemans is now available. At Liverpool, Luis Diaz, who's been out for ages. He's going to be in the squad, but he will be reintroduced step by step, according to Jurgen Klopp. Konate and Alisson were unable to train for two days this week, but they were both expected back in training today. So, Kanaty and Allison are both slight doubts for game week 31 At Manchester City, nothing major. Phil Foden remains out, but he's recovering well. Manchester United, the one you've all been waiting for. So, obviously Rashford is injured after the game on Thursday night. Ten Hag said there's a chance Rashford could be back for the second leg. Next Thursday. So he's expected to miss out against Nottingham Forest. Could be back for Sevilla. We don't know what a chance means. Is it a 1% chance? Is it a 75% chance? But to me, that is good news. So that new information, I've kind of changed my plans. I was going to go Rashford to Grealish, but I don't think I'm going to do that now because I'm free-hit 32 and I'm hoping Rashford will be back game week 33 and game week 34. Also on Luke Shaw... Ten Hag said, Shaw and McTominay could be fit for Nottingham Forest. So again, I think that's positive if you're a Luke Shaw owner like myself. I'm going to keep him. I'm going to start him. And I think the fact that Varane and Martinez picked up injuries on Thursday night, he may be forced to rush Luke Shaw back and play him at centre-back. So Malassia may be left-back and Luke Shaw possibly left centre-back. So I think that's good news. He's definitely close. Um, So I think Shaw is a keep now and I think I'm going to end up keeping Rashford as well. At Newcastle, Almiron is ahead of schedule and could be available very soon according to Eddie Howe and Saint Maximin is still ruled out. No updates at the time of recording from Nottingham Forest. At Southampton, Salisu and Adams remain out. Nothing new at Tottenham. Nothing of note from David Moyes at West Ham. And finally at Wolves, Aitnuri and Jimenez are closing in on a return and Mateus Nunes is absolutely fine. For more detail on the pressers, there will be a team news piece on the Scout website today. There's also a piece on there that I put together on Monday, which covers possible Rashford replacements and the good fixtures ahead for Liverpool and Crystal Palace. Ten questions from Twitter now. Thanks, as always, to everyone who sent them in. First one this Friday is from FPL Ronnie. Madison or Rashford, who to get rid of first to get Grealish in? FPL Ronnie says, Planked free hits in Game Week 32. So if you have Madison, if you have Rashford, who do you sell first? Like I said earlier... I think that was positive updates on Rashford, so I think we hold on to him now with a you know one eye on game week thirty three, game week thirty four, rather than getting rid of him and getting him back in. Obviously, if you've got a few luxury tra- transfers, absolutely fine to do that. Maybe jump to someone like Grealish, get those points, and then maybe go back to Rashford later. For me, though, I think it's better to use those transfers elsewhere, maybe improve something else in the squad. Madison and Leicester, very hard to trust at the moment. They play Manchester City this week. So to me, it feels like a good time to jump off Madison and get you know a more reliable asset from a better team rather than a team that are fighting off relegation. Question from Saints Neil. Should owners hold on to Luke Shaw in the hope that he's back to play against Nottingham Forest? So yeah, I noted this question down before Ten Hag's presser today. We know now that Shaw might play if against Forest. That's enough for me. I don't think we should sell him, especially when it's a good fixture. Got the double gaming 34 on the horizon as well. So to me, Luke Shaw is a keep now. Put him in your starting 11 and hope that he starts. Question from Jono. Who are the best midfielders under 5 million? Jono says a lot of managers want to sell Rashford for a cheap option in order to bring Salah in in game week 32 So if you are looking, up, looking to free up cash in midfield, Jono is asking for players under £5 million. The fi- The three I've noted down here are Jensen at Brentford, whose numbers are quite impressive this season. Five goals, six assists. You've also got Andreas Pereira at Fulham. Three goals, ten assists and possibly on penalties while Mitrovic is out. And then you've got Joe Willock, who's been impressive for Newcastle in recent game weeks. When it comes to these three, I still think Andres Pereira is my preference. He's also the cheapest at 4.3. Those attacking returns are so impressive from a 4.5 million midfielder game week one. The possible penalties is a big attraction. When it comes to Willock at Newcastle, I still feel there's some slight rotation concerns there. For example, if Isaac and Wilson are both in the eleven. Almiron's back very soon. That could be bad news for Willock as well. Jensen, I just find it hard to get excited about Jensen. I know he takes a lot of set pieces and stuff. But yeah, for me, I would just go with the cheapest 4.3 Andreas and use the cash for the likes of Salah and other players. Question from FPL Composer. If not on free hit 32, who would you go for this week? Martinelli or Odegaard? If you were to pick one of them. I think it's got to be Martinelli at the moment. Yes, slightly more rotation fears with him. But he's been so good this season. One of Arteta's most important, most consistent performers. Odegaard, obviously fantastic player. I wouldn't call him a fantastic FPL asset. Whereas I would call Martinelli a fantastic FPL asset. Just look at his attacking returns. Look at his points for the season. Such a good player. I miss owning him. And if I was going to sell Rashford this week, it was going to be a close call between Grealish and Martinelli. Probably would have went Grealish because of the extra fixture in 34. So I need to hope. But both of them are quiet now because I'm not going to make that move. But if it is a shootout between Martinelli and Odegaard, I would go for the Brazilian. Question from Hari Boucher. If I can navigate to a full squad in 32 with transfers, should I save my free hits or should I just go for it? Harry says I'd make different transfers this week if I don't need the free hit next week. Yeah, so that's the interaction. Uh, you know, if you're if you are on a free hit this week, you can look at kind of or sorry if you're on a free hit and game week thirty two, you can possibly look at one week punts or short term punts for game week thirty one with your transfers. And of course, whether you're playing thirty two or thirty four does dictate which players you're targeting this week because it changes depending on when that chip is going to be deployed. The main part of the question. If I can get a full squad in 32 with free transfers, do I free-hit later? I think so. As lo- Obviously, it depends on who those 11 players are. You do want to have four or five of those guys that are very likely to get you two pointers and maybe not have the main captain candidates that week. But if you've got a strong team for 32 on paper with free transfers, I would certainly be looking at 34 to be a bit more aggressive with the free-hit chip. Question from FPL Diet. Who's the best Manchester City defender? This, again, probably the million-dollar question all season. I'm quite tempted to get a Man City defender this week instead of the Rashford out move. I can't afford Ederson from Rea. I think I'm 0.1 short. I also can't afford Ake from Henry, also 0.1 short. Diaz is more expensive, so I can't go there either. So, by process of elimination, Akanji is the only one I can afford if I'm selling Rico Henry because I don't want to sell double Newcastle defence, don't want to sell Shaw, and I'm quite happy to keep a Stupanant as well. So, I've got my eye on possibly Henry to Akanji, who is 5 million. If you take all the budget out of it, who's the best option? Who's the safest? FPL Diet says he was looking at Stones versus Ake. I think, to me, Aki is more secure. He's also less injury-prone than John Stones, so I would go Aki over Stones. But when it comes to Aki, Diaz and Kanji, they all look pretty secure at the moment. Diaz, possibly the most secure it's impossible to say this for sure. It's Pep Guardiola we're dealing with. But I think if you go Ake, Diaz or Akanji, between now and the end of the season, you should get a significant amount of starts and hopefully clean sheets as well. But I do like those three more than John Stones just because of those injury concerns. When I was looking at this, it was, it was quite striking to see the total points for Manchester City defenders this season. It's probably lower than it's ever been before. If you think about Trippier, been on 170 FPL points so far. The top scoring Man City defender is on 68. So Trippier is actually what's that? A hundred about a hundred points more, 102 points more than Ake, who is the highest scoring city defender, but they're all pretty close. So yeah, if I was selling Henry this week and budget wasn't a concern for me, I still think I like Ake most even though Diaz is more expensive. I think Ake has been one of Pep's. You know, Pep's been very loyal to him this season. He's talked him up on quite a few occasions. So I would go Ake, but I might have to settle for a Kanji if I do make a defensive transfer tonight. Question from Take It Easy, which is what we should all be doing when it comes to FPL at this stage of the season. What are my thoughts on Kanati at Liverpool versus a City defender Going to go for a City defender all day long. The only Liverpool guys I'm interested in defensively are Trent and Robbo for attacking potential because there's been very few clean sheets there this season. And I don't see things changing too much either. We've also got the update that Konate didn't train twice this week. So that's enough, again, just to push me away from that and get a City defender instead. Konate's £4.8 million. He has started... The last six games and completed 90 minutes in all of them, but that is a slight concern that himself and Alisson are doubts for this one. Question from Just Gabriel. Jota seems to be a key piece for Liverpool, but hasn't yet regained form on the ball. Could he be a way to cover Salah if trying to get Salah means taking hits? Short answer here is forget about Jota, take hits to get Salah if you need to. He's by far and away the best Liverpool asset. Are you ever going to captain Jota? No. Are you going to captain Salah in double game weeks? Probably. So, even if it means a bit of surgery, Salah is the one to get. Ten shots in the box against Arsenal. And the key stat here, when it, if, if you find yourself, if any of you listening find yourself thinking about Jota in the near future, he hasn't scored for 32 matches. That was, I couldn't believe that when I heard it recently. I had to double check it, but it does seem to be true. So, if ever there's a player lacking confidence in front of goal at the moment, it is Diogo Jota. So, Get to the bookies, stick a few bob and I'm getting a brace this weekend after those comments. Question from Zach. Is Erling Haaland worth a minus four this week, given he doesn't play in Game week 32? Zach doesn't have any Manchester City players at the moment. I think there's very few players that I'll say are always worth a minus four, but Haaland definitely is. I don't think it even matters who you're selling. If you think Haaland is one of the best captaincy candidates this week, which he is, at home to Leicester... If you want to captain him, just take your minus four, stick the armband on him and sleep easy tonight. Question from FPL Barrister Jeremy. Who's the best Crystal Palace asset? Short answer for me is Olise. Like his, really liked his three assists last week. He also took a corner, which I think might have been, somebody hit the post, might have been Gahey or possibly one of the midfielders, but you know, could have easily been four assists for Elise in that game. He's in charge of most of those corners and has been all season. So Crystal Palace do have very good fixtures between now and end of the season. You've got Eze, you've got Elise, Edwards Fit again now, don't mind that either. Gehi, if you're looking for a defender. But yeah, if I had to pick one, I would go for Michael Olise Game week 31, captaincy and potential transfers. Now, captaincy, first of all, I put a poll on Twitter yesterday just saying who's the best captain for this game week. Haaland versus Leicester at home. Kane versus Bournemouth at home. Salah with Leeds away. And the fourth option, I always put other, just for those that are not sure, just to kind of make it a fair vote. Haaland absolutely ran away with a poll, 78.4%. Harry Kane got 9.8% and Salah got just 5.2%. I think Other got around 6.6%. So I totally agree with the poll this week. Haven't given captaincy any second thoughts, even though the Manchester City game is... Sandwich in between the Bayern games. I think the fact that they won comfortably in the first leg makes it less likely for Haaland's minutes to be managed this weekend. He could still only get 60-70 minutes, but that is certainly more than enough against a very poor Leicester side. Erling Haaland is my captaincy tip for the weekend. Elsewhere, Arsenal are way to West Ham. That's a decent place to go if you want a differential captain, someone like Martinelli or Saka possibly, but I wouldn't be looking past the Norwegian this game week. In terms of transfers, so my thoughts have changed since the Monday episode where I was very much set on getting rid of the injured Rashford, who I thought was going to be out for longer, to get Jack Grealish, who I think is a great pick for Leicester this week. He's great for double gaming 34. I think, you know, probably over half a million managers already brought him in this week and I'm sure he'll probably score well and I'm going to be behind the couch probably for the City game, knowing that. He's going to be very highly owned now. But I think the fact that Rashford's back soon, I'm happy just to keep him and use him in those upcoming game weeks rather than using two valuable free transfers to sell him and get him back again. So, important to note as well, if you're like me and you're planning to free hit in game week 32, you can't save a transfer this week. So, if I do nothing this week, if I try and save my transfer, then free hit in 32, I won't have two frees in game week 33 because in the rules... The week after a wild card or a free hit, you will only ever have one free transfer. So, always keep that in mind for free hits and wild cards. You can't save a transfer the week before you deploy it. So, because of that, it doesn't make much sense for me to do nothing. It is an option, but I feel like I should take this opportunity to improve the squad around the fringes, which is why I'm considering getting rid of Rico Henry, who I don't really want to use in my starting 11 for the rest of the season and I can afford a Kanji at 5 million so get myself a City defender ideally I would get Ederson but I'm 0.1 short uh, also prefer Ake, but again 0.1 short so what I'm probably going to do is, is get a Kanji but there is other options out there I'm looking elsewhere to see if there's anything else that takes my fancy and I'm quite tempted to go back to Ben White at 4.9 I can afford that good fixture against West Ham this week but then I think it's a little bit trickier um, obviously, free hit 32 doesn't matter. But off the top of my head, I think 33 and 34 might be tricky fixtures for the Arsenal defence. I also don't like that Saliba's missing. I think he's a huge miss to that defence in terms of clean sheet potential. So that pushes me back towards a Kanji. Then there's the fun punts. Pedro Porro at Tottenham. But it's very short term. You know, it's Bournemouth at home this week. Would be nice to own him for that one. But probably wouldn't be confident starting him most other weeks. So I think I'm leaning towards... Playing Solly March with Matoma, benching Rashford, starting Luke Shaw and hoping he plays and doing Rico Henry to Akanji with the free transfer. That would mean benching probably Fabian Share, which I don't love either because I, I really like Fabian Share's goal threat. It'll be typical the week I do bench him is when he'll pop up with a 15-pointer, scoring a goal and getting three bonus. But he is a way to Aston Villa... And I do fancy Ollie Watkins to continue his goal scoring form. So I'm not overly confident in a Newcastle clean sheet away to Villa. So I don't mind benching Fabian Cher and starting a Kanji instead at home to Leicester. But I need to give this a lot more thought this evening. And it might even be a Saturday morning decision because lots to chew on in terms of the transfer this week. So if I do end up getting a Kanji, the team would look like I'm going to start David Raya over Kepa was going to do that anyway. I think it's a better fixture for Brentford. Trippier, Luke Shaw, hopefully, and Akanji if he comes in. Midfield of Bruno Fernandes, the deepest quarterback in the Premier League these days. Plays alongside, probably playing centre-back beside Harry Maguire this week without Oran and Martinez. Bruno, Saka, Matoma and March. Don't mind double Brighton against Chelsea. I've been, I said it on Monday's podcast, I don't want to bench Solly March anymore, so I should stick to my guns and just play him. Hall and Captain, Kane and Ollie Watkins. And then on the bench, it'll be Kepa, Rashford, Estupanen and possibly Fabian Scher if I go for a kanji. Best of luck for the game week, folks, and have a great weekend. I'll be back with two episodes again next week, Monday at midday and Friday after the presser. So make sure you hit subscribe and leave a review as well. If you'd like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash FPL General. Or buy me a forward slash FPL general. Wishing you all a big green hour this weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Sports Social Podcast Network.